1: Um, Canada, like most NATO countries, uh, has been sending military support to Ukraine. You know that, right? Tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition. We've sent some artillery, uh, grenades, rifles, hundreds of millions of dollars worth of military support. Most recently, eight new senator-armed vehicles just arrived in Ukraine, courtesy of Canada. They call it an armored personnel carrier, and it is, I guess, but there are some questions and some debate about just how useful it might be in a... in a war scenario, because you know what, they, they're, they're not really designed for that. So let's get some details on exactly what it is and um, why this is something of an issue. We're going to chat now with Dr. David Burkusen, who's a professor of history and director emeritus of the Center for Military Security and Strategic Studies at the University of Calgary. Uh, Dr. Burkusen, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. No problem. Good morning. Okay. Uh, tell us about these, these senator
2: vehicles. They are armored personnel carriers, right? Not really. Okay. So what they are, what they are, is enhanced uh, police vehicles. Uh, what I mean by enhanced is that they're for use in riot control kinds of situations. Uh, they can stop small small caliber bullets. They cannot stand up to uh, improvised explosive devices. They can't stand up to um, even twenty five millimeter chain guns. They can't stand up to artillery. Certainly uh they're meant to protect police as they move in in hazardous situations in the middle of cities and so on and uh that's really all that they're good for i mean they 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 have a they have a purpose but they're not built for combat so are they, are they
1: is there any purpose like will they be helpful to ukrainian troops at
2: all well, I don't see that they're going to be very helpful at all. I mean, the, the war in the, the Donbass-Luhask regions has uh, really boiled down to uh, a grinding war of attrition. Uh, heavy artillery, you, the, the Russians are using heavy artillery to soften the ground and then moving in their own troops and uh, their, their their armor and so on. I don't know what use these vehicles would be uh, hit by a Russian shell of any magnitude, let's say uh, 130, 140, 150 uh, millimeter shell will just uh, you know squash them like butter. So um, I don't know what they would use them for, and I and I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a particularly effective contribution. I think there are things that we can send to Ukraine. That would be effective, but uh, not these senator things.
1: So the question then, Doctor, is why? Why did we send them? What should we have sent instead? What What's the meaning behind this? Like, if they're not of any use, why did we send them?
2: Well, I think I think it's a matter of tokenism, and, and I'm not I'm not derived, deriding what we are doing. I mean, sending those M triple seven artillery pieces was very important, but. We don't have very many of them. I think we, uh, we had under 17 in our inventory, and we bought them for use in Afghanistan. And they're very, very good artillery piece, especially when they're used with a GPS-guided shell. But uh, we, don't, we don't have that many of them. We don't have very much stuff in the inventory that we can send that is effective other than the leopard tanks that we purchased from uh, Germany and uh, the Netherlands back when we were in the, the uh, war in Afghanistan.
1: Um, is, it a, is it as simple as, for lack of a better term, the cupboard's bare? We we, we don't have anything else really yeah. to send?
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
2: Yeah, yeah, we have no anti-aircraft systems for our infantry whatsoever. We got rid of our last one about 15, 20 years ago. Um, we, we, we redesigned the army, in effect, in Afghanistan. We redesigned the army to fight, to, uh, to fight insurgencies. Right. And uh, the, uh, what, what we had built and designed the army for up until the end of the Cold War was to confront the Russians. We had an armored brigade in Europe, and it was supposed to fight alongside the Americans and the Brits to fight against the Russians, and the Cold War came, and, uh, you know, we just took stuff out of the, off the shelf. And, uh, I mean, one of the the things that we took off the shelf was sort of interesting were the the Chinook helicopters. Uh, And uh, when we went to Afghanistan, we saw Chinook helicopters that had been Canadian, which were being flown by the Dutch Air Force. But we sold them to the Dutch because, oh, well, we don't need them anymore. We're just doing insurgency. Uh,
1: I mean, this is troubling. And like you say, you don't want to... Completely, in the, the, you know, put down what Canada is doing, but the question has to be asked, Doctor. Are we making a meaningful contribution? Like, you know, I, I mentioned hundreds of millions of dollars in military
2: support, yeah, but yeah. how how meaningful is it? Well, the ammunition is very meaningful, uh, and the, and the four M triple seven artillery pieces uh, are very meaningful, and I guess. Sending bulletproof vests and helmets and stuff like that is meaningful. But if you really want to beef up the Ukrainians' ability to face the Russians in the eastern part of the country, uh, these uh, armored vehicles are not going to be very useful. And I, as, I, as I keep saying, we've got about 200 tanks that we bought in Afghanistan. Right. Uh, some of them are used in, the, in training out in Wainwright and, I guess, uh, probably down east in New Brunswick. But the majority of them are probably just sitting around in a big warehouse somewhere in Montreal, and they are almost state-of-the-art. They're certainly state-of-the-art compared to the Russian T-72 tanks. We could send them. The excuse is that, well, you know, it'll take a long time to train them. Well, you know, here the Americans are just just decided yesterday to train them and to send a, their multiple rocket uh, launching system. Well, it's going to take time to train them on that. It's going to take time to train them on the M triple seven. Sent the Americans and we sent them anyway. Uh, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, and uh, if they yeah. need to be trained on these on these ta- on these uh, leopard tanks, they'll get they'll get trained. I don't know why we wouldn't send them.
1: Has that been discussed? Has that been something that I mean, or are we just you know it, it, are those kind of discussions happening? Is I guess the question: Are we well, taking a look at what we're know. doing?
2: I don't know. I don't know if those discussions are happening. I mean, uh, you know, we we have the uh, C 17s. We've got five of them. I don't know how many of them are in service at any one time. Usually one or two would be uh, being uh, in a state of being refurbished and so on. But, yeah. you know, you can put uh, two of these Leopards in, uh, in a C 17, and in no time at all, you've got 10 or 15 or 20 over there. Uh, I think that's what we should be sending. That is effective against what the Russians are doing. Very effective. Okay. Uh,
1: interesting discussion. Dr. Burkussin, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us.
2: Okay. No problem. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: Yeah, bye-bye. That is Dr. David Burkussin. He's a professor of history and director emeritus of the Center for Military Security and Strategic Studies at University of Calgary.